Do you have a message that the world needs to hear? Do you want to make a living making a difference in the world? If so, this is the place for you. Welcome to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches podcast. We've been on a bit of a hiatus, and I am very excited to be back and to share some great episodes with you. We have some incredible episodes coming up. Today, we are talking with the one and only Samantha Riley, and we're going to jump right in with Samantha telling us a little bit about herself. Oh, I love that. Just, just Let's just dive straight in, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I'll get to some questions later, but but I'm always interested in hearing what people say when you ask them to introduce themselves because they end up saying the things that matter most to them. I love that. Yeah. I am from Australia. Obviously my accent's a little funny. I live in, uh, on the Northern beaches of Sydney, which is an absolute beautiful place. It's, uh, this is what I've manifested my whole life to live here. I love living near the ocean. Uh, I'm married, beautiful husband, uh, living here and I work with experts generally who feel unheard. They feel like the world's best kept secret. Uh, and I love working with them because these people are super smart. They've got, you know, lots that they can give to the world, but they're just not understanding how to get that message out or how to unpack the IP that's been living in their head for such a long time. So I work with them to uh, become seen as influential thought leaders um, and help them to really create their life by design. That's really important to me. I don't know if we're going to get into that, but really creating a business that suits them and fits them like a glove so that they can have more freedom. And by freedom, I mean, whatever it means to them, because it's not the same for, you know, any of us really, it's the same as success. We have to create that on our own. You know, do we want freedom from, uh, you know, living in a little apartment? Do we want to live in a beautiful big house in, in the bush or I don't know what you call over there. Bushes is such an Australian thing. <laughs> out in the wilderness or out Thank in the forest. You, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Or, or maybe it's, you know, traveling around the world or, you know, maybe it's spending more time at home with the kids. So whatever that is. So I help them to really use the knowledge that they've got and build a business that really, really just lights them up. Yeah, that's fantastic. And um, you, you said a lot of things there that we're going to dive into because there's so much meat in what you just said. But what I want to start with at first is you talked about being married. Tell everyone about uh, where your wedding was. Uh, okay, so I'll give you a little bit of like a tiny bit of backstory before I tell you where we got married. So I actually was married for 20 years. And, uh, so I got married at 17 and, you know, we had three children and we had three businesses. So right from, you know, 18, 19, my life was so busy. It was just like, I hit the ground as an adult running and I just kept going, 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 going. So when I separated with my husband, that was my, that, you know, after really taking stock and thinking, wow, this is like really not a good thing. I'm very depressed. All of the horrible things. I turned it around and said, okay, this is like a fresh page. What do I want to create for the rest of my life? What, what do I want in my life that will light me up? And one of the big things that I wanted to have was a lot of fun and adventure because I just worked so hard. I'm like, how can I create this fun and adventure? So when I, when I met uh, Leon, who's my now husband, 
uh, and he proposed to me on Waikiki Beach. Right, I was. It was the day before I was running a workshop over in Hawaii, and the night before he proposed to me on Waikiki Beach. And it was just such a beautiful, romantic, lovely place to for him to to propose. And I said, "Well, you know, we've got to we've got to beat that now. Like that that was really awesome, but we've got to really." embrace this adventure what are we going to do and I remember I was lying in bed on a Sunday morning just googling like awesome things to do to get married that was a little bit different to the rest and I just turned to him and I said how do you feel about getting married on a glacier and he's like you know he knows me well he's just like yeah babe whatever you want okay cool <laughs> so you okay for me to just organize this he went yeah and he's just such an easygoing guy so we actually uh we Got on a, we flew to Seattle from Australia to Seattle, got on a cruise ship, cruised to Juneau in Alaska, mm -hmm. and we got picked up by a limo, got uh, driven up to the helipad, and got flown up with, our, with my children and a couple of guests up to Medenhall Glacier. And we Wearing a wedding dress. There, in a full <laughs> wedding dress <laughs> and big <laughs> ski boots. <laughs> And just, it was the best day of my life. <laughs> those pictures just looked absolutely incredible. They look, they look so cool. Um, you guys up there dressed like you were in a church for a wedding, but on top yeah. of a glacier in Alaska. Yeah, it was seriously, it was the best thing we've ever done. And we're planning on going back next year and actually going up and taking in the surroundings. Cause it was when we were up there, there was so much happening that we didn't really get a chance to take it in in the way that we wanted and it was yeah. just so beautiful up there so yeah can't wait to go back that's awesome yeah alaska is a beautiful place i i oh, was so beautiful hired to to speak up there a couple of years ago it was such a cool experience to go up there and experience you know i stayed for a couple extra days and and uh traveled around a bit and what an amazing place that is oh and the people there was so beautiful you know the 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 woman that drove us up there she was just like a comedian you know just cracking jokes the whole way up in the in the limo and the the photographer that came up with us that we only met at the helipad and the person who married us and all the people at the helipad and the people on the ship it was that the people were beautiful yeah. Mm, I guess you have to figure out a, a way to have a sunny disposition when it's dark half the year. Right. I know. <laughs> That's what I said to him. I couldn't live there. <laughs> I hate the cold, which uh -huh. every, all my friends thought it was very strange that we got married in a glacier because I do hate the cold, but uh -huh. yeah, we had a great time. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I wanted to go there at the beginning because I, I think it's so much more powerful to get to know people. People, I, I've, one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is that, um, there's one thing in common with any business transaction. And that is, is that it's one person to another person. Mm. It really comes down to it. It's people to people. And so I, I always like to get into something unique about the actual person before we get into business. So thank you for opening up and sharing that. Oh, thanks for asking. I love to talk about the happiest day of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. And whenever yeah. someone says to me, hey, do you want to, uh, I want to talk about you. I say, great. It's my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> so okay well um earlier you said that you help people go from being the best kept sorry from being the best kept secret um to being known for for what it is they want to be known for yeah what, what is it that that how do you take someone from being that best kept secret to being known what what's that process look like Okay, the very, very first thing we need to do is get really, really clear on what makes them unique. And I think that this is the piece that so many entrepreneurs miss and not because they, they miss it on purpose. They, 
you know, we were talking before you started recording about the tactics, you know, this funnel or that Facebook ad or this, whatever it is, but they're missing the point. The people, the, the reason that people do business with us is because of us. It's yeah. because they connect with us. It's because they, they um, aligned with uh, our values are aligned. So the very, very first thing is helping people get really, really clear on that unique piece and, you know, what is their uh, skill set? So what have they learned, whether they were in corporate and a job or business? What, what is their skill set that they're really good at? And then drilling down even deeper into uh, what their experiences in life have been that maybe even have changed those. So, you know, through divorce or maybe through weight, you know, losing a large amount of weight or maybe, you know, like you coming from a music background, what is it that we do that makes our skill set completely unique? And then the third piece is passion. Mm. Uh, and I know that a lot of people say, well, you can't, make, you can't make money just from your passion. And if we just took that statement, yes, I agree with it. However, when we use that passion and infuse it in with our experiences and our skill set, that's when we come up with something that's so unique. It's like a fingerprint. It's, it's like no one else's. And really getting clear on that because... Once we get clear on that, there's so many, the stories come up and that's how we connect with people. It's the, the stories of what we do. And I often share a story about uh, the day that a friend actually asked me this, you know, Sam, what is it that you've done over the last 20 years that makes you unique? And, and I mean, this happened probably over a two hour conversation, but one of the things that we pulled out was uh, through my, I had a dance studio for 20 years and we were a, a runner up champion dance school for probably about 15 of those. And one of the, the things that I realized I was really good at was breaking down things into minute little pieces. And that's how my students could understand what it was that they were doing. Cause we would break it down into tiny pieces and then put it together to create something that was, you know, super slick and just, you know, nice and neat. And then I realized that's the same way that I coach. So once I extracted that small piece of information about my genius zone and infused it in with everything that I do, then I could start to understand more about what my genius zone was. And, you know, and just like I did then, the, the stories start to come out that we want to share that people will connect with us through. So that's definitely, definitely the very first place to start. Mm. Can you share those three things again real quick? Just, just sure. the, the three tips. What were those? Yep. So the three, the three things that you need to dive into is you, are your skills, your experiences. So whether that's either through work or through uh, your personal life and passions. Mm. So I suggest just brain dumping all of those in the, into those three categories and then sit down and start to, you know, cross out the ones that may be like, eh, they don't really feel like they're super important and start to, you know, like a mixing desk, you start to go, okay, well, how do these three things come together to create what it is that I do? And it's not something that you can come up with overnight. You know, you'll come up with it, you'll share stories like on this podcast or on stages or chatting with a, a prospect on the phone. And you'll start to realize that the parts of the story that are important the ones that really hit you in the feels and you'll start to create something that feels extremely unique. And what I love the most is extremely easy. You know, you'll just flow with it and people will start to realize, wow, like she's just, I just love that, that story or that feel. Mm. I love that you said that about it being easy. 
because when yeah. when you're talking about something that that really does fill you up that's something you know about that that is is a part of your skills you have experience in it and it's something you're passionate about it really is easy it is yes. easy to talk about people say things like well how do i know what to talk about and i go well maybe you're not talking about the right thing because totally. if you're talking about the right thing it should be just flowing yeah but don't Actually, this is a re I love that you brought that up because I think that the only way to find that easy thing is to do that talking. You have to go on the journey and, you know, you're not just going to find that easy thing overnight. It, it, it's an urban myth, you know, um, that we all know of the 10-year overnight success. Yeah. We, can, we can do work with mentors and I've had a mentor for oh, probably 20 years of my, my business life now. Uh, really, really um, like use them in lots of areas of my life. I've got yeah, multiple mentors. Me too. However, the mentor's not going to give us the easy answer. The mentors <laughs> should, a good mentor will ask us the questions that we then need to go and research or, um, you know, experiment with. They're, they're going to guide us, but they're not going to give us the answers. That comes from within us. And yeah. it's up to us to go on that journey. And, you know, some people call it failures. I call it learnings because I think that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I can think of all the terrible times in my life where I've spoken on a stage and it just was an epic fail. Okay, cool. What happened? What do I not want to do again? What do I want to change for next time? How do I need to change that so that I engage more or so that it gets taken the right way? It's just, uh, it's part of the journey. Yeah. Uh, this, this is actually the reason why I think that passion is so important. Yeah. Because when you're talking about that, um, you can keep going because it's not an easy path. And when someone yes. says it's going to be an easy path, it, expect a sales pitch coming very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be easy and here you go. You can buy it. But you know, a, a good mentor is not going to tell you it's going to be easy. They're going to guide you and tell you. And in fact, sometimes a great mentor makes things harder. And that sounds, yes. that sounds weird. I'm not saying now overall it gets you the result, but in the time being, it, it, you know, that good mentor is going to ask you the questions that start to stump you and really have to make you yeah. look deep inside. But what you're talking about, about getting up and failing, you know, failing and getting up again, failing and getting up again. Um, I think I shared this story on your podcast, but I, at one point in my life, I had decided to go back to school and I was going to become a counselor. I was going to be a, a clinical therapist mm -hmm. uh, working with youth. That was something that I, I thought I wanted to do. And I always had an interest in, in helping youth. That's why I went and spoke all over the United States speaking to teenagers. But at the time, I thought I wanted to go and be a counselor. So I go back to school. I ended up getting my degree in psychology. I was planning on going and getting a master's degree. I did not end up doing that. And this is the reason why. When I was in those classes, when I was in you know, classes about counseling, I, I'm sitting there and I realized that the people that are around me are people that this is their dream. Yeah. I'm competing with people who are passionate about it. I'm competing with people who are college age kids who have subscribed to psychology weekly for the last five years. You know, these are kids who this is what they care about. This is what they mm. are passionate about. And mm. I realize that whatever you're doing, you must be passionate about it because if you're not, you're com if you're doing something that you're not passionate about, 
you're going to be competing with people who are passionate about it, who are willing to fall down and get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up. And they don't care how long it takes because they're going to do it no matter what. There's no way to compete with that. There is no way to compete with someone at that level. And that's why we need to focus on what it is that we are passionate about, or at least have passion for, or could develop a passion for, because there's no way to compete against that. Mm. There was a really big clue in what you were talking about then, and I'd love to touch on it, because I think this is a really important piece for people that are really struggling to find their passion. And that is that sometimes we have to do the things that are not right for us to realize what is right. So, you know, we're constantly thinking about moving the needle towards passion or towards what we want. But for a lot of us, and that's my story too, I wasn't sure what it was that I wanted. So back when I separated from my husband, I was in health and wellness and, and dance as well, dance and also had a, a personal training studio and uh, was in health and wellness. And I used to run conferences and we used to fill them um, consistently every time. And one of the threads that we were talking about in there was, you know, starting a business to be happy. That was part of wellness. And what ended up happening was over time, I started to have more business coaching clients because that was, you know, that was my whole life. I'd been in business. And that first business coaching program was around helping people to start their business, which I'm passionate about. However, you know, there's so many things to know about starting a business. And I used to get stressed out because there was just too much to cover. There was, you know, financials, which that's not my zone of genius. Like I can read a P&L and I can pull it apart, but do I like talking about it? No. And I don't have an accounting degree, you know, and there was all these different, different parts. And that's, it's through going through that process that I realized the part that I love the most is helping people to really pull out their thought leadership and their brand and to focus on that and to create a business that gives them freedom because ultimately that's what I wanted. But it was that journey, just like yourself, Jake, that got me to where I am. So, um, you know, I think that's, it's, again, it's part of the journey that, that we have to go on. Yeah. And as you talk about journeys, you know, you, I look at your, your story and your path and I look at mine as well. And I, I realize that I think that one of the things that holds people back is this idea of, I need to, I need to find the right thing. And they have mm -hmm. this idea of, I'm going to do it for 25, 30 years. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was completely focused on speaking in the youth market and did that for years and then moved on to another to another market moved on to something else it's not that i it's not that i made the wrong choice that was the right choice for that period in my life and then yeah. it evolved because like you've been taught freedom the lifestyle that you want that changes the passions change Absolutely. and that's okay. that's okay i think you need to be dedicated to something for 3 to 5 years to really have some real success in it but i'm not saying that I'm going to be doing exactly what I'm doing now for the next 20 years. In fact, I, I don't think I will be. Well, no, because the world will change. Your, you know, little Jake will be, you know, getting ready to go off to college or move uh -huh. out of home or whatever it is. And I know that because, you know, what, what was freedom to me when I had three little children at home is completely different to, to what it is now where I just live with my, with my husband and, and we can just get on a plane tonight if we want, you know, Sure, I could have done that with my kids, but while they're at school, that's, 
you know, I don't think it's great to pull them out of school that night. Say, you know, we're going on a holiday, you know, you have to plan a little bit different. So, so things change, technology changes. Gosh, our, our world is not what it was when I was in started business, you know, back in 1993, we had no email, we had no social media, like it's completely different. So we don't know what the world's going to be like in 10 years, let alone 20 years, 30 years. So I think 1993, this conversation would have been completely bonkers. I wouldn't have known you in 1993. And that's how awesome technology is. Plus I was eight years old in 1993. (laughs) Now you're making me feel old. But anyway, (laughs) let's move along. (laughs) Um, You you said something earlier about about developing a business that fits like a glove. What do you mean Uh by that? I mean that we all have different wants out of life. And our business needs to fit into our life. I think too many, and this is, you know, I learned this through personal experience. When I was in corporate, when I was at 19, I just went, this is not the life for me. This is not what I want. So I went and started a business because I thought that was the freedom piece. Mm. What I started was two businesses in that first 12 months that were both location dependent. They were both bricks and mortar businesses. We had to put a key in the door to, you know, to let ourselves in. We had to be there, you know, between these hours. Yeah. That, was, that was less freedom than I had working the corporate job. Like, sure, I was my own boss and I made the decisions and, and we earned a lot more money in our business than I would have there. But it wasn't anything to do with freedom. It was, you know, the opposite. Yeah. So, I, you know, I learned that, just making that decision is not the right decision. It would have been better to sit down. And this is what I do with my clients now and say, well, what's important to me? What are my core values? What, what do I really want my, my ideal day, ideal week, ideal year, month to look like? Where do I want to be living? How do I want my, you know, everything to be? Who do I want to be surrounded with? Uh, what sort of income do we want? And then creating the business that ticks all those boxes so that business fits into your life rather than what a lot of people going into business have is a business that they try and jam their life into and it doesn't fit. So it's about bringing those together because as you know, Jake, our business isn't a standalone thing. It's part of what we do. It's, it's you know, in the, the circle of life, it's just it's sitting there as a piece, just like our health and wellness and our, our wealth and our, um, you know, um, family and relationships. It's part of that puzzle. It's not its own separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, why do you think people don't do that? Why, why do you think that people go the opposite approach? Why do they let the business side take over their life? Why do they fit their life into the business rather than do the way that you're suggesting of fit their business into their life? Look, I can't answer for some, like why I think other people do it, but what I can answer is why I did it. And the answer is just because I didn't know any different. I didn't know that there were so many options. And, and in all fairness, there is a lot more options now, you know, with the internet and how we can converse with people globally. So, you know, it is a bit different, but we're not taught this at school. This isn't you know, my husband comes from a corporate background and when I'm with his friends, they don't even know this world exists. Uh-huh. We can get caught up in thinking, you know, from seeing on our Facebook newsfeed that everyone's a coach. That is so far from the truth. Uh-huh. Most of the world have no idea that our industry and this online world even exists, you know? So 
get out of your bubble if you think that everyone's a coach and everyone knows about the online world and online marketing because most of the world doesn't. That's so interesting that you say that. And I'm so glad that you did because I do hear that a lot. Like, well, I don't know. The market's kind of saturated. I'm seeing ads constantly. Well, that's because you're being targeted because of the certain pages that you like. So you're yeah. seeing them constantly. That doesn't mean that everyone else is. Uh, that's because your circle of friends, I mean, you know, I, I, I have 5,000 friends on Facebook. I think you do as well. Uh -huh. And of those 5,000 friends, probably 3,000 of them are either speakers, authors, or coaches. Yeah, and, that's And that, you know, and that's just because that's my circle. And uh, that's a really interesting thing that you say there that, that, no, not everyone is doing this. Most people don't even have a clue that this exists. Exactly, which is just so much opportunity. But, you know, on what you just said, you have to understand, or we all have to understand that our Facebook newsfeed or our Instagram or whatever newsfeed that we're on is curated because of our interaction. Yes. So, you know, just to look at someone else's newsfeed that's sitting on the bus, it's completely different. You know, my husband's newsfeed is full of cars. I don't have any cars in my newsfeed, uh -huh. you know, so we're creating that. And if you want to create a different reality, go hit different websites and look at how quickly your newsfeed changes. I know mm -hmm. that last year I had some things that were creeping into my newsfeed that I didn't like the look of. And I saw what I did because I'm a very aware that this is the case. I went and jumped on a whole heap of travel websites and looked up the Maldives and all these different, you know, amazing places. And bam, within, you know, 10 minutes, my newsfeed was full of tropical islands and, you know, sun soaked beaches. So huh. we are actually in control of what's happening there. So if you don't like it, change it. Yeah, that, that's such a great, great way to look at it. Um, I heard Gary Vee talking about if you're seeing a lot of negativity or you're seeing all this stuff, then it just said, that's your fault. That's who you're yep. connecting with. That's, that's what you're doing. You're probably visiting those sites. You're probably doing yep. nothing but that. I don't really see a lot of negativity on my, on my newsfeed because I, I mostly surround myself around positive people. Totally. Um, what does freedom mean? Oh, I think freedom means whatever you want it to mean. That makes you feel fulfilled and energized. You know, if, if we're feeling depressed or tired or anxious, then generally we're not doing those things that, that, give, that means that we're doing things that we don't enjoy. And I think that freedom is being able to do what we enjoy. Um, you know, for, I think that it really, really depends on what your core values are. And I'm a really big, um, a big fan of people knowing what their core values are, not just thinking it in their head, but actually working through and getting it out onto paper. Um, because I know how much this changed me. And, and I do this first with all of my clients. And it's a very big eye opener as people realize, wow, this is the stuff that, that matters to me. This is the stuff that, that gives me meaning in my life. So. You know, for me, my top core values are, are love, freedom, which is what we're talking about, and, um, and beauty. And by beauty, it means that I like to be surrounded in beautiful spaces or go to beautiful restaurants. So for me, freedom is when I'm living a life where I can really have those three core values touched on every single day. If I'm, you know, in a beautiful place, if I'm, if I'm traveling, if I'm, you know, with, with close friends, then that to me is the best kind of freedom. 
for someone like um, that's really family oriented, freedom to them might be spending more time with their kids at mm-hmm. home. That could be their freedom. You know, that, that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, freedom to someone. Um, I know my brother, absolutely. He's a, a, a tour guide and he loves being out in the outback. So freedom to him is being out in the Australian bush, mm-hmm. which is, I can't remember what you called it. Mountains, desert, what I don't know. Something whatever. out in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and that to him is freedom. To me, if I was there and I was there for a month, I would actually feel trapped. It would be the opposite of freedom. But for him, because uh-huh. that's where he loves to be, that's freedom. You know, if I was at home with little kids, for me now, if my children are grown up, I would feel trapped. So it's the opposite. I want to be out of that. For you, who's got, you know, gorgeous little Jake at home, freedom to you would be hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand what's important to us because when we're doing those things and living those things out consistently every day, that is freedom. Mm, that's such an interesting way of putting it. Um, have you ever had a time, this is a question I like to ask. I like to ask everyone, has there ever been a time in your journey where you felt like quitting or you felt like giving up, like things just got too hard and you said, I don't know if this is for me anymore? I probably don't have enough fingers and toes to be able to tell you how many times <laughs> I felt like that. <laughs> well, well, give, give, us a, give us an experience that, that you think would help people who are going through that. Cause I, I hear that a lot where people are at, at the edge where they're saying, I want to keep going. I want to keep doing this, but I just, it's like, you know, they've just been beaten down. It's just that their soul and spirit has been beaten down mm. and they're not sure if they want to keep going. And it's just such a horrible place to be, isn't it? Like I just feel it and go, oh, I know that feeling. And it's normally when we're focused on some sort of outcome, which really we're making up in the first place. You know, we want to make this much money or have this many clients. And I'm all for goals. And I know you are too, Jake. I, I set goals regularly, but not being able to achieve them doesn't mean that we're a failure. And it's normally that point where, where we just go, Ugh, you know, I don't like this. We haven't achieved our goals or we're feeling tired. And it's about just pulling back for a moment and, and focusing on ourselves for whatever we need in that moment. Um, and getting clear on what it is that we want to do. Like, why are we doing this? It comes back to that why. It's such a big piece. And, you know, it can sound really cliche. I get it. But it's, it's so, so important to understand why we're doing it. Um, but sometimes we need that point where we pull back first. You can't just go from I'm anxious and really stressed out and I want to quit to what's my why. And I think that's what most people try and do. But there's this space in the middle that we have to navigate and that's where we have to really look after ourselves. And I know I had a bit of a, a social media yuck thing happen last week. And I just went, you know what? This has happened because I'm tired. I've been working too hard. I've got a, you know, a really busy month on the road. I've got a lot of live events coming up. And I realized I've just been working too hard. So what I decided is I'm not going to pick up my phone for the whole weekend. And I am just going to do the things that I love and just focus on that. Well, it was easy then to get on Monday back into the why am I doing this because I'd given myself the space to rejuvenate, regenerate, you know, and and really look after myself. So, you know, I think that's that really important part in between of I feel like this, this is my why. You have to fill up your own love bucket in the middle there. 
so that you're able to then clearly see the why or tap back into it. Yeah, I love that. What was there, you know, I know you said there was more, you don't have enough fingers and toes to count the times. <laughs> Would there be one experience like in particular where, where you felt like I, I'm done with this? Was there a time that, um, that you would feel comfortable sharing with us? Yeah, probably the worst time was back when I, um, I had two little ones at home. So they probably would have been at the time, maybe seven and eight. And I'd been, my husband and I had been trying to have another baby for quite a few years and it just wasn't happening. I was exhausted. Like I said, I was running a dance studio. We had two dance stores at the time, uh, you know, running around with two kids and, you know, the stores we would run in the day sort of between nine and five and the dance studio, I would start teaching at three or four in the afternoon. And some nights I wouldn't be home till 10 o'clock at night. It's a really long day. I was absolutely exhausted and at that time, you know, wanting to have another baby, I knew that the reason it wasn't happening was because I was so exhausted. And that was probably the lowest point where I just wanted to sell up and get out. But at that time, my husband and I didn't know, like, what else is it that we can do? This at the moment is paying the bills. It's giving us quite a good lifestyle. And I felt extremely trapped. So that was the hardest time for me to navigate because it wasn't just I don't want to do this and wake up the next day and sort it out. It happened over, you know, probably a year of really, really struggling and, you know, going down the path of do we sell the businesses and then, you know, what do we do if we sell them? The way out, you know, it, 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 was, it was such a long process and it was really, at that time, it was us scaling the business. To, you know, we had to sit down and say, well, why are we so unhappy? It was because we were just there so much. And that was actually a really good time because once we realized it's because we're spending too much time there, then we could start to scale the business and start to get all our processes out of our heads and onto paper so that we could start to hand over. And it worked out really well. You know, we did have, we did have another baby and I just, his, I just love him to death like I do with all my kids. And that was actually that process of going through that scaling the business is how we were able to exit and, and exit in a really great financial position too. So it was probably the hardest period also forced us and pushed us to take our business to the next level. Yeah, I love that. It, one thing that I, I talk a lot about with my clients and, and as I'm speaking is that whenever we're feeling anything, Whenever we're feeling anything, it's really just feedback. Whatever we're feeling <laughs> is feedback. Yeah. And if we look at that feedback and we start having feelings about feelings, I'm fine with having feelings, stress, anxiety, fear, sadness, whatever feelings you're having, defeat, that's fine. It's when you feel defeated and then you feel shame for feeling defeated and then you yeah. feel embarrassed because you feel shame and then you start to feel fear because you feel it, it's this rabbit hole of feelings that really causes the problem. And if when we have the fear, when we have the anxiety, when we have the stress, if we can look at it as feedback and just say, interesting, why, why is that coming up? What, what is that feedback telling me? And for you and your situation, that feedback was telling you, okay, you need to make some changes here because you're not liking the way that you're feeling. And this is causing, this is the opposite of freedom of what you were talking about earlier. So you were able to read that feedback and make changes. But I think that most people, um, especially when they're stuck, when they have those feelings, they're, they don't look at them as feedback. 
And a lot of times they just dig in and say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to just work harder. And I, I don't mm. think that's the answer. The answer it is, is definitely, me. definitely not the answer. Definitely not. And I think that when we're really deep in problems, and I don't know if this is everyone, but I know it's definitely for me when I'm deep in a problem, thinking about it doesn't help. I have to really sit there and sit with someone else and talk it out because there's so many different layers and it takes someone else to, to dig it, you know, to ask different questions than the ones that we're asking ourselves in our head. So we can start to uncover what these might look like. Totally. And then that's why we do what we do. That's why there is a coaching industry. That's why there is this because I do what I do because I've had so much help from other people. It's had made mm. such a big impact on me. And I believe in what I do. When I tell people, I always say the same thing. When someone's like, I don't know, I, I, I want to do this, but I feel like I don't have the money. I, I say the same thing to them every time. I say, look, I'm not a guy who's into hard pitching or hard selling or pressuring you. So I'm not going to hard sell you on this, but there is something I will hard sell you on. And that is that you need to get help. You need to get a coach, whether it's me or someone else. I don't care if it's me or someone else. I'm speaking to you from someone who has had the experience that has seen the impact that getting help, investing in coaching, investing in help has gotten me. And I'm telling you that all the problems and issues that you're having will be so much easier to handle if you have someone from the outside looking in who's been there before and who mm -hmm. can help you. So I, yeah, I always say the same thing, whether it's me or someone else, get somebody because I think Absolutely. it's so important to have. Absolutely. Because people will be able to see what you can't see. We're so deep in our own problems. And the reason, I mean, you are an amazing coach mentor and you have amazing coaches and mentors that help you. I'm exactly the same. I can help people unlock their genius zones like so quickly. That's, you know, that's what I do. But I still need help from other people to do that to me because we're so deep in our own issues, problems. We can't see it ourselves. So it's really, really important to have other people that can help you out. In fact, I, I think that if there is a coach who doesn't value coaching enough to invest in coaching, uh, if, it feels out of alignment to me. It feels yes, like, totally. one, it feels out of alignment in terms of you don't value what you're doing, but it also feels like it's um, really it's not very self-aware. There's not a lot of self-awareness because what that tells me is you're at the point, you think you're at the point where there's no more growth. There's nowhere mm. else you need to go. And that's just not the way it is. I remember when I first got into, uh, the first time I hired a coach, I thought it was going to be like, um, like college. You go to college and you get the skills and then you go off and do the thing. And hey, I'm done. I did it. I had, yeah. I had a coach and then, then I was done. And little did I know that it was just the beginning of what's now been eight or nine years of, of doing this, eight or nine yes. years of investing in myself continually so that I can up-level where I'm at. And that's because it was so effective that, one, it was so effective that I felt like I can't afford not to, even when there are times where you know, maybe the, the money wasn't there at the beginning, but it was, no, I can't afford not to because of all the growth that's happening. And then on top of that, I just realized it opened up a whole new world of, I didn't even know that, I didn't even know that this kind of growth was possible yeah. until I started, until I started moving forward. 
I don't know. That so was exciting. So exciting. That I, I started thinking of as you were talking there. Well, it's a, we, ne- we never get to the end. The end is never no. there. And uh, some people believe, and I don't, need, I don't know what I believe, but even when, you know, when you get to the end of the life, that's still not the end. You know, we don't ever get there. And I remember my first job was in McDonald's. And I remember Ray Kroc quote in my very first training, like the very first day I started, he was the founder of McDonald's, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the quote was, if you're green, you're growing. If you're ripe, you're rotten. And I don't know why, but it has stuck with me all these years later. It really sang to me at that time. And I guess probably because education and mastery is, you know, so high on my, on my values that that's mm-hmm. why, it, why it stuck. But I, I believe that, you know, we never get to the end. We're always learning. Yeah. I, I look at it as, as really exciting when, when, um, you are green at something, you know, when you're, yep. when you're new at something and doing something new, it's like, wow, cool. I have, I have room to grow. I can do something. I can learn something. Um, it's kind of boring once you become an expert, <laughs> once you become perfectly proficient at something. I, I always want to go somewhere else. I always want to take things to another level. And maybe that's just me, but I, I value growth more than comfort. I, I really do. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong if someone values that. If someone is valuing comfort, great. Good for you. That's awesome. I just don't. I don't value it that much. I, I value growth much more. Well, that, you know, that's why I work with the people that I work with. We're, we're taking that expertise and we're you know, turning it into thought leadership. So that's, that's the way I work every single day. You know, is this, I'll, I'll do something and say, is this you know, what a thought leader would produce, what can I do? And, you know, you start to get critical in a, in a resourceful way of your own work. How can I take this to the next level? Um, so yeah, I totally agree. I love it. Mm. I have a couple more questions for you. Um, the first one I want to ask is if you could go back, if you could go into some magical time machine and you could go back and give your early, let's say you're 1993, just getting into business self, if you could go and give some piece of wisdom, some piece of advice to that brand new entrepreneur version of yourself, what would you say? I would have said scale faster. Interesting. Like get myself out of the business a lot faster. I didn't, you know, I, like I said, I came from a McDonald's background. We understood systems and procedures, but didn't implement them into the business fast enough and it's but it's you know what it's also probably the journey that I had to go on um but yeah if I if I did give myself a bit of wisdom it it would be that Hmm, I like that scale faster put the strategies in get out of the way quicker um we were talking about this before we pushed record we were talking about the secret to success (laughs) can you share oh that's an evil laugh isn't it (laughs) Can you share with the members of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network, can you share the secret to success? Everyone listen close because Sam is going to share the secret of success. You know, thank you for asking me this because the fact that you thought that what I said was so valuable that you wanted everyone to know the secret to success is a bit exciting. So this is it. There is no secret to success. Yes, I love it. There there isn't one. (laughs) Tell us a little more about that. You just, we're all on our journey. We have to, we just have to get out there and do what we do. It's, 
it's a journey that we have to go on. And what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. You know, if there's a, a multi-billionaire out there that, that, that was able to help me, if they don't know my business, it, it might not even work in my business because I'm a different person. I want different outcomes. So sure, learn from, from mentors. Um, but, you know, I don't agree with Russell Brunson. It's, your business isn't going to be saved by one funnel. It's just uh, not going to happen. It's not. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. It's, it's, not, it's not one funnel. It's not, you know, one Facebook ad that's just going to all of a sudden turn everything around. It's, there, our life is like a, a mixing desk and there are so many parts of us and our business that have to fall into alignment and our businesses are so unique. And you're the only person that can adjust those dials. We do need to be good at funnels. We do need to be good at Facebook ads. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that our business isn't going to turn around by doing one of those things. Uh, and, you know, we do have to, to, to trial and error and, and, and find what that is. And I know from being in business for such a long time that what can be successful one time isn't necessarily successful the next time anyway. So it's, it's always a moving target. Yeah. Well, it's so great that you said that about there not being a real secret. One thing I think about is if you're, let's say one funnel, let's say one ad one, and we have to understand that when somebody is saying you're one ad away from success, well, they're selling ads training. When someone (laughs) is saying that they are your one funnel away, well, you know, you're selling funnel software. And this is coming from someone who reads Every book, you know, has read every book that Russell Brunson has put out. I'm a huge fan. Oh, of I'm a fan of what Absolutely. he does. I love I'm, his books. I use ClickFunnels. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Russell Brunson and his company. But you got to understand that he's selling the idea that funnels are the secret, that that's the idea. That is the secret to success. And the truth is, is that a great ad or a great funnel or any great tool all that that can do is is help the inevitable happen faster. So mm. if your product if if your product isn't something that your people want, all that that, that a good ad is going to do is tell you quicker that they don't want it. No, Absolutely. No great ad is going to going to convince people that they want something that they don't want. And that that's why we have to go back to the foundation of, you know, what is it that we're really doing here? What you're talking about, what is your genius zone? Connecting with the right people, having something that they want, building in those back-end systems. Because if, if you all of a sudden have a bunch of success and have no foundation, you're going to have a whole lot of other problems. You're going to... Oh, but can I just say, embrace that too. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer, big believer that if you're not making mistakes or something's not going wrong every, I say every day, but even every week in your business, you're not, you're not going hard enough. It's, yeah. it's one of my beliefs. I and agree. Things will break. Don't think, oh my goodness, I've, I've got it wrong because something broke. It means that it's just happening to teach you something else. And it just means that we might have to get on the phone and apologize to someone. It might mean that we have to give a refund. But you know what? It's what has to happen to be able to grow. It's, it's growing pains. Yeah. If, if you are not someone who values growth and can see uh, problems as potential for growth and can value that and can keep going, then you probably should go get a job and not be an yeah. entrepreneur. You, you really, you probably should go get a job because there's nothing about entrepreneurship that is secure 
and safe and everything's going to be perfect because there's going to be a lot of problems. That's mm. just, that's just how it is. Mm. Now you could argue security is a whole different thing because now I'm in charge and no one else can take those things. No one else can, no one can fire me. You know, I'm not going to fire myself. Sure. There's that, but there's going, going to be problems. There's going to be issues and we need to embrace those things. And I love what you're saying there. It's the journey. The journey is what makes you successful. There's no mm. one thing. It's one thing after the next. And as soon as you get over that hill, there's going to be another hill. And then there's going yep. to be another hill. It's never going to end. No, I had an issue. I just want to share this because this was like, oh, something that comes up as this was a really, really big thing for me. I, uh, I had a client sign up with me a couple of years ago who signed up for part payments for one of my programs. And for some reason, and none of us know why it happened. It was probably human error because software just doesn't make up itself, but the credit card, instead of being billed every month, it was billing the credit card every day. <laughs> you think it's funny, but this is where it gets even worse. Guess what? It wasn't even his credit card. It was his mum's credit card. Oh my goodness. So this poor little old lady has just gone to get her groceries and couldn't get her groceries because her credit card had been stopped by the bank. Uh-huh. No, at this time, I got the call and I felt sick because it's really, really important to me that my clients trust me. Trust is just such a big thing yeah. for me. And I just thought this poor little old lady. And I just, I just got on the phone to him straight away. And I was, I was actually just walked out of a meeting. So I was sitting in the, in, the, in the gutter on the pavement on the phone to him just going, I have to sort this out right now. This isn't when I'm home in an hour. It's right now. And then he t said it was his mum's. So I got on the phone and rang his mum. I said, I want you to know I'm a real person. This is a terrible mistake. This is not normally what happens. What can I do right now to make sure that you can A, get your groceries and so we can sort this out as fast as possible? Like obviously, the refund was done on the spot, but what can I do right now to make sure that you're feeling okay? And you know what? It was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I felt so sick ringing them. And it was the best thing that ever happened because I ended up being on the phone with her for about an hour. And she said, thank you so much for ringing me. You've restored my faith in humanity. Told me all about her grandkids and what she was doing for the weekend. But you know, that at that moment, if I'd have put my head in the sand, that could have been a really awful thing. If that had have gone public that I had done that, but it was a mistake and I owned that mistake. So things will happen. You just have to deal with them. Yeah. And then, yeah, I check every single payment now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think one thing that you, you bring up there is we make mistakes and people are so mm -hmm. afraid of making mistakes so they don't take action, but mistakes happen. Mistakes mm -hmm. happen. And I believe that for the most part, if you own up to your mistake, if you own up to your mistake and do whatever you can to make it right, people are pretty understanding. They, they, they really are. Sometimes yeah. when you own up for your mistakes, you actually end up building relationships in a better way than you did before. And it happened in this instance. Did it? Great. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic that that happened. And people need to understand that it's just a part of the journey. Going back yeah. to this, I feel like that, that's what the theme of this has been, is that success is a journey. Success yeah. is a journey. It's not something that happens in, in one time and one thing overnight. And if you make a mistake, life isn't over. You know, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. It really isn't. Uh, my, my grandfather, one of the reasons I, I had wanted to be 
go into counseling is because my I idolized my grandfather and he he was a psychiatrist and back when psychiatrists did more than just prescribe medication, which is kind of uh-huh. what a psychiatrist does today. Yeah. And um, you know, he spent his life counseling and, and doing incredible things and helping so many people. And um one of the things that he said all the time is there are no big deals. Yeah. There's there are no big deals. Everything can be handled. Everything, absolutely everything can be handled. There mm-hmm. is no big deal. And um, I think we just need to realize that. Mm. Now, we've been going about an hour now. I could talk to you forever. Wow. <laughs> but um, what, uh, what's the best way that people can get in, get in connection with you? Is there anything that you have that you, you'd like to, to give to our people? Um, tell us how people can get connected with you and learn more about you and what you do. Yeah, obviously, you know, this is the Coaches and Speakers podcast. So I do have a free download to help people transition from one-to-one coaching to one-to-many coaching because Mm. that's where the freedom comes from. It means that we've got freedom in our time. We have freedom with more income coming in. and We're also making a bigger impact, which is what I'm totally about. So you can get that download at samanthariley.global forward slash freedom and download a copy of the Freedom Business Matrix, which has got nine different uh, strategies that you can implement. I've used every single one of them, but you can pick up one of those strategies and implement it into your business today. But yeah, head there, grab that, and definitely stay in contact. Reach out on social. I love to, as we know, I love to chat. (laughs) And and for everyone listening, you know, I will have this in the show notes, but there's people who are listening, driving their car and and won't look at it later. So Riley is spelled R-I-L-E-Y. There's a lot of different ways to spell Riley. There's a lot of different ways to spell Riley. There is. So thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very cool. And what are your last... Uh, last words of wisdom that you want to share with our people here? I think that if I was going to leave people with one, you know, one thing that they could take away, it's that we do what we do because we want to leave a part of ourselves on this earth. We are all going to leave one day. And I believe that we've all got something unique to share that's going to change someone's life. There's someone out there right now that needs you and what you've got in the way that you deliver it. And it's, we would be just doing the world a disservice if we didn't get out there and do it. So, you know, do the, do the deep work that you need to do or work with the people you need to do to make sure that you can get there because the world needs you. I love it. The world does need you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Samantha. This has been awesome. I love uh, learning from you and, and it's just been a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much. I always love chatting with you, Jake. Thank you. All right. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, share it with somebody who needs this information. If you're not already a part of our Facebook community, come and join us in the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches network at facebook.com slash groups slash speaker, author, coach, or simply search the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network. Thanks again for listening. Remember, what you do matters. You can turn your dreams into your reality. Together, we are changing the world one message at a time.